piping hot and delicious. The modern eater. Food, 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 food. your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. All right, hello and welcome. It is a Saturday, March 28th, as we venture into our 13th day since restaurant dining rooms have been shut down. And uh, just to keep it in perspective, that's 13 out of 57 days. That's the uh, May 11th date that we're all shooting for. So 44 days to go, 13, 44 days to go. Greg Hollenbach, Brian Freeman, he's at home tonight. We're going to try and check in with Brian as well to get in on the great conversation tonight. Jay Parker, of course, with myself in studio, Studio Kitchen, Colorado. The Modern Eater Show uh, continues live. And uh, one programming note for the folks that are listening to us on 630KHOW, our iHeartRadio affiliate. We are, are doing three hours of coverage daily, Jay, from 2 to 5 p.m. each day. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, you know it, right? You know it. But the strange time we're in, the only thing that's certain right now is uncertainty, and we're all kind of just weaving through this, trying to make sense of this madness together. Uh, the shelter-in-place ordinance, this is the second full day. And, uh, boy, when they talk about getting real, it's getting real right now. So joining the show tonight, we're going to talk to a medium-sized owner-operator uh, restaurant business, a small-sized owner-operator uh, restaurant business, and a vendor as well. It's going to be a great spirited conversation between myself and uh, we're going to have Little Rich Schneider join us. We're going to have Jared Leonard join us. And uh, also Zach Johnson, the Spice Guy, and Preston Phillips from Grind Kitchen and Watering Hole. I do want to do this now. Go straight to our VIP line. She's been walking through this with us every single day. Uh, I don't know anybody that's busier right now than the CEO and president of the Colorado Restaurant Association. Her name's Sonia Riggs, and we welcome her back to the Modern Eater Show. Sonia, how are you? I'm good. Thank you, Greg. Tired, but good. I know, tired. We're Everybody's kind of double-timing <laughs> it right now, right? I know, exactly. Lots of ground to cover. It came down the pipe. They're the, usually always on a Friday, and things get signed, and people can dissect it over the weekend. But here comes the CARES Act. Yes. I mean, uh, finally, uh, Congress passed it just last week, late last week, and the president signed it. And um, it's a couple of high-level things I'll share with you. Uh, each individual that makes less than $75,000 a year is going to get $1,200. I think they said uh, directly in their bank account um, based on what their tax return said last year, or if they needed to mail a check, I think they're going to do it that way as well. For a, a family filing jointly, um, $150,000, anybody that makes $150,000 or less will get $2,400, and then $500 uh, for, per child as well. So, and then I think up to about 198000 for families selling jointly, you'll still get something, but they reduce it uh, by, by a certain amount of money every $100 more you make than the $150,000 a year. So that's a, that's a big thing, I think, for, for families. Um, for businesses, uh, loans, there's going to be some loans that can be forgiven, that are going to be given out um, under certain circumstances, mostly to pay for payroll tax, to get your employees either back on the job or to be able to pay pay them for a certain amount of time. We're waiting for the details on, on the CARES Act, which we anticipate getting by mid-April. We're getting a lot of questions on that now. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, with the rules not being written yet, there's still a lot of unknowns. So mm. more to come on that. Um, yeah, but I, but I think it's a step in the right direction for sure. 
I really, and they it comes in waves as well as as we kind of walk through uh, the different waves of this. But right now, I'm really happy to see that at least on the front lines, the employees there will be some uh, immediate or fairly immediate relief for them. <clears throat> There will, and actually I should add, for those that have already been laid off, I understand that there's going to be an additional $600 a week um, paid for those that have applied for and received unemployment insurance up to three months. So there's, there's additional help for those that, that, are, that don't have employment right now or, or furloughed or, or have been laid off due to this. Mm, wow. Um, some of the feedback is there's never been so much money on the front line like that. Um, that's that's going to be an interesting conversation this week on how that all looks and works out. Um, right now, food delivery and takeout um, mitigating risks is is on uh, a, a topic agenda. Well, you know what? I will tell you this. I've got actually a document right here in front of me from the Colorado Department. Excuse me, the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment that that basically said. Um, this actually may be a good option for people who are at high risk that, you know, don't want to be around 100 other shoppers at the grocery store. Uh, they're saying, first of all, there's no current indication that takeout or drive through meals will increase illness. A good risk management choice, especially for high-risk and elderly groups, because it helps maintain social distancing and reduces the number of touch points. So, I mean, we've been really encouraging folks to consider takeout, drive through um, or delivery of food because, again, like I just mentioned, you know, if you only have to, somebody drops it off on your porch, which just happened to me the other day, mm -hmm. right? I didn't even come into contact with them at all. I just had my food delivered. You unpackage it and wash your hands and, and use hand sanitizer, and it may be a, a much better alternative than going to the grocery store. In addition, I want to mention that restaurants are now allowed to sell a larger variety of food and alcohol to go that they were before. So, um, they can sell whole foods. I just got a full loaf of bread last night with my takeout from Fresh Fish Company that's going to last me a couple days for my kids oh, to make nice. sandwiches and other that's things. fantastic. Um, in addition to our meal, which was fantastic, by the way. Um, but uh, they can offer, you know, they can sell whole tomatoes. They can sell, frankly, they can sell raw fish and raw um, meat if it's, you know, they got restrictions around it. But there's a bigger variety of things that you can buy from your restaurant if, they, if they're willing to provide that as well as, by the way, toilet paper and um, paper towels. Again, if they're selling it and they can get it from their supplier, but uh, it's, I think it's important for people to consider that. The other thing that's, that's um, I think, helpful as part of through, through, while we're going through this pandemic is that people can also buy full bottles of alcohol, um, liquor, wine, beer, uh, and multiple bottles. They can also buy mixed drinks to go, which none of those were allowed in the past when they were sealed. Um, previously, mm -hmm. you could buy you could take a, a bottle of wine to go had you taken the cork out, had a, had a drink, mm. and then resealed it before you go. But that was really the limitation on what you're allowed to do. Now, this is, again, just during the coronavirus outbreak, so it's not in perpetuity. But there's a lot more options, I think, for people that, that don't feel comfortable going to the grocery store to be able to do that through restaurants. And restaurants are essential to a, 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 are labeled an essential business because of that. Yeah. I never take you down really the opinion uh, portion of that, but you know, it's going to be hard to reel that back in, don't you think, with all of those privileges? Well, we'll see. I, I, I think you know, we just have to react to be to be able to provide a public service, and um, you know, hopefully, when people are back, you know, when, when we're all back up and running, and we find mm -hmm. a vaccine, or that we, you know, 
start to, to heal from this and, and get back to normal, people will, uh, again, support their local restaurants and go out to eat in the future. I know that's going to be a little while before we can do that, but I'm, I'm hoping that things will at some point get back to normal. Well, I'm just wondering if the normal isn't shifting right now because I have, with my ear to the ground, you know I like to say that, but talking to so many restaurateurs, there are some people out there saying, I'm making some money right now with this new model. I'm kind of enjoying it, especially with the new loosened liberties that are out there. Well, I wish that were so, and I'm sure some are, and that's terrific. I'm happy to hear that, but I will tell you, I've got some facts to tell you about some surveys that both okay. uh, we and the National Restaurant Association have done that really show the, the true impacts on what's happening to the industry overall. Um, do you mind if I share that with you for a minute? I would love that. Okay, so um, in Colorado, the restaurant industry lost an estimated $465 million in sales and more than 60,000 jobs during the first 22 days of March. Hit me, again, hit, hit me again with that one. Yeah, They lost more $465 million in sales. They lost and more than 60,000 jobs in the first 22 days of March. March 1st through 22nd. Gotcha. 81% laid off employees between March 1st and March 22nd. And anticipating that this may go on another uh, 30 days, 56% more are saying they'll, they'll continue to lay off more people. Um, restaurants closing, so 44% have temporarily closed their restaurant and another 59% plan on doing so if this continues another 30 days. 14% can plan to close permanently if this continues mm. another 30 days. That's scary. And, and sure. what if it goes another 60 days? You just said it's going to go, what, we've got 44 more mm. days to go? 57. Or, yeah, 44 out of 57 is where we're at right, right now. So, so 14% th say they're going to close. 14% they'll say they'll close from good. Are there demographics on what that 14% would look like or their brackets of what they did annually? Where do you, where do you get that number from? We, we did a survey. Um, we did a survey, both we and the National Restaurant Association did a survey, and I compared their notes and our notes, and we were very, very similar to, to what we um, found from restaurants. So this is all over the state of Colorado. I'd just so like I to know what size say. operators there are, medium size, small size, or, or large it's size operators. It's all over the board, I'll be honest. Um, in looking at our survey, it's, it's small, medium, and larger restaurant groups, primarily small, independently owned. Um, it's, it's mostly, um, you know, it's, it's the independent restaurants are anywhere from full service to, to um, you know, up, upscale dining to casual family dining. Mm -hmm. um, but it also includes some uh, locally owned, you know, franchisees and so forth. But, but it's really all over the board. It was, it, it was all across the board. Yeah, it's, it runs the gamut. Interesting. That's going to yeah. be a part of our conversation tonight, Sonia, is uh, we're going to have a medium-sized owner-operator in uh, Jared Leonard and, and small-sized owner-operator in Preston Phillips, a grind kitchen watering hole and vendor uh, here with us tonight, uh, Zach Johnson, the spice guy. And that was, I wanted to, w these numbers are, are very interesting to me, and I don't know as though an educated, you, you might have just made us rethink the whole programming, Sonia, is what I'm telling you. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, I think we'll be fine because it's, a lot it's of... It's scary out there, though. It, I'll, I'll it, say it, it truly... For, the, for our industry. Today's truth is, is today's truth and doesn't mean it's going to be uh, any any less truthful than tomorrow, but it may not make sense tomorrow. And, and ju just every single day, hour to hour, moment to moment, things are changing. Yeah. I like that we're getting data points back. 
Um, that's that's an interesting thing. Those things. Do you have that information compiled that you can send me in an email? I, I would I would really. I'm uh, ha happy to send you all the information we've collected. Whew, thank you. Okay, good. Um, resources for employees and employers. Right. So I would uh, encourage everybody to go to our website, www.corestaurant.org. We've really been compiling information for both restaurant owners and employees. And I will honestly say to the public as well, if you go onto our homepage, um, and you, it's kind of at the bottom there, we'll say, who's open? So we've been compiling lists that both... Um, Visit Denver, um, other cities, magazines and, and publications such as Westward and the Denver Post have been compiling, compiling saying who's open, what are they offering, what are their menus. Um, but on the, on the restaurant and their employees side, if you click on coronavirus resources on the homepage, you'll find information like labor and employment law, um, what do you need to know, um, guidelines on paid sick leave, uh, what the emergency orders look like, what do they say, business resources, including best practices, alcohol delivery rules, and, and more and more. Oh, there's even a job board for folks that are out of work that are looking for, um, you know, looking for work. We've, got, we've been compiling a list of some restaurants and some that are in the industry and some other industries that are saying, okay, we need help because we're getting busier than, than we were. So there's a lot of resources for both employers and employees. I'm seeing that too. I'm actually seeing that um, coming to a screeching halt and then now just the small incremental because of whatever business is dictating that building process of building back up. Um, right. Whatever that'll look like or however that'll look like, I've seen uh, a small portion of that happen, which is great to see that movement back the other way. One of the things that struck me um, with the interview with Troy Gard the other day, I believe it was Thursday, um, Chef Guard mentioned that, you know, it's a lot easier to come to a stop, but of the amount of money and resources that it takes to get rolling again, uh, I think that's going to be an interesting thing as we navigate this. And then also I'm hearing that um, leases, uh, terms on leases, that a lot of folks are, are looking at that. And I think a lot of landlords are, are doing great right now with that, but um, leases are on the top of people's minds right now. Um, this week, I'm hearing that as well. I will say that we're actually doing a webinar on rent concerns and tenant rights and, and remedies and, and things that people can do um, on Monday, and that's going to oh. be listed on our website. We're sending an email about it to um, any restaurateur who's signed up to get our emails to, probably tonight. That's going out. Oh, that's fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so the webinars, are there any other webinars that will happen this week? And a lot of industry folks yes. listen to the uh, show. We're so. doing one on Tuesday about the um, – CARES Act that was just passed that we had mentioned this last week and what that means to restaurateurs. Uh, we did one with the National Restaurant Association already, but this will be a, a little bit different bent on it from some um, attorneys here in Denver who really are trying to, going to try to make it as clear as possible for restaurateurs on how to maneuver that and, and what to expect. Um, we're also doing one on, on um, Wednesday on managing stress and anxiety through this tough time. I know that's something that's been uh, difficult for people. Um, you know, anxiety, depression, how do you handle it? How do you get through it? Sarah, Dr. Sarah Metz, who I've heard speak, is an outstanding and really entertaining speaker, is going to be talking, talking through that on Wednesday afternoon. And then last, on Thursday, we're doing one on how to pivot your marketing strategy as a restaurant through uh, this outbreak, on what are some things that you can do to let folks know what you're doing now and how you can be a resource um, as a restaurateur and offer great service to the community, but also get, get the word out that you're open for business and, and ways to market to, to frankly keep you in business. So that'll be on Thursday. 
Wow. Okay. Lots going on. I love all of the resources. And again, the one-stop shop is your website. Give it again, please. www.corestaurant.org. Yeah, we've got that listed on our video, too. Jay keeps pointing at me to point down like, uh, you know, like we do the cool new video, Sonia. <laughs> uh, it, Zach Johnston wanted to ask you, so the Spice Guy, a question. Do you mind? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Sonia, we were talking before you came on about who do these restaurant tours and small business operators, who should they call in their network to sort of start getting these loans and all these uh, grant programs set up? Do they call their attorney? Do they call their accountant? Is it a combination of both? You know, what's, I, I want to I, I, say for these loans, what we're hearing is the best thing to do is call the, the, the bank um, or the lender that you already have a relationship with. If you don't have a relationship, we'll look to see if we can find some some resources to, for you to um, contact. That being said, remember that even though the, CARE, the so the CARES Act came out very quickly, normally it takes, I would say I've seen legislation on the federal level take a year or more for people to craft. I mean, I, or sometimes th- three or four years. I've gone to the Hill. We, we actually at the Colorado Restaurant Association go back to Washington every year um, and lobby for restaurants. And there's, there's issues that we've been lobbying for three or four years that already have a bill to them. They wrote this legislation in 10 days. They're still trying to work on all the details. So people have so many questions, but frankly, we, and, and I will be willing to bet most, if not all lenders, don't have any, m- many answers to those questions either. It's still worth reaching out to them because I'm hearing that in this act, if you're, if you're applying for a small business loan, if you apply for one kind of loan, or another kind, there may be some conflicting issues there. So meaning if you get qualified for one, you may not be able to qualify for another. So it will be important for you to go to somebody that, that you that you trust um, to, to talk through this. That being said, they, they just passed this act, and now they've got to write the rules surrounding it. So nobody actually has the answers to that yet. We're expecting the rules to be written very quickly as well within the next two weeks or so, but it's going to take a little bit of time for people to decipher what this really means. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we actually covered that during the week with Juan Padro. He had a few of those answers about the conflicting loans uh, during the, was that day eight maybe he was on? He also came yesterday, actually, and and gave a great update of that. I I like Juan Padro's mind. He's got a great staff working for him, too. As we see that all in conjunction, what am I missing, Sonia? Anything? One thing I do want to mention is we actually, um, through our foundation, have uh, an angel relief fund that, mm. that is up and running and um, traditionally grants gives grants out to hospitality employees uh, who have gone through an unexpected hardship. We've slightly changed course during the, this, ep- this pandemic um, to give immediate grants of up to $500 for hospitality workers who have been diagnosed with the coronavirus or are quarantined under a doctor's care or are unable to receive government assistance um, for, for, for the next four weeks that they have uh, uh, applied for and have not received it. So, again, they can go to our website, www.corestaurant.org. Scroll down. I believe it's under Employee Resources, but you'll find it under Angel Relief Fund if you look for that, that key term. And we're, we're also working with other restaurateurs who've reached out to us looking at additional ways to fundraise to go beyond, to g- give out money beyond that, those specific cases. Um, so more to come on that. Please know we're working very hard to, to raise money to support the industry. If we can raise enough money, not only are, our hopes are to, raise, to support hospitality workers to a much bigger degree, but also maybe even get funding to support um, restaurants that are really struggling as, as they try to recover. 
I'm on board with that. Um, we're going to start actually thinking of things that we can do to help because uh, the Angel Relief Fund is such a fantastic or, uh, nonprofit that you have within the organization. Sonia, thank you so much. Uh, always here for us, and, and that means the world to us. So, well, have a, thank have you a for having night. me. You do, and um, we'll, we'll talk soon. Yep, we'll talk soon. There she is, Sonia Riggs, Colorado Restaurant Association President and CEO. Uh, word on the streets, her uh, father likes to listen to the Saturday show on KHOW. So, hello, Mr. Riggs. Or Mr. probably not Mr. Riggs. No. <laughs> All right, Jay, I'm going to break. All right, we're going to break. We're going to come back and introduce our guests. They're standing by Preston Phillips, Grand Kitchen and Watering Hole, Chef Extraordinaire, and uh, Zach Johnston, none better, the Spice Guy, coming up next right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Modern Eater family, it's Little Rich. Everybody needs insurance, but do you have the insurance you need? When we opened Studio Kitchen Colorado, home of the Modern Eater, we had no idea what insurance we needed. We didn't even know where to begin. Times like that, I turned to the experts. Our insurance expert, Brian Brenning with the Ewing Levitt Agency. Brian makes the coverage discovery process easy and seamless. Here's what you can expect from Brian and the team at Ewing Levitt. The absolute safest coverage, fair, low rates, quick response time, and honest, straightforward service. I've been in business 40 years. I trust Brian Brenning and Ewing Levitt Agency. He's not just an insurance expert. He's my friend. Make him your friend and expert too by calling the Ewing Levitt Agency today, 970-679-7374 for the best and most reliable insurance coverage. That's 970-679-7374. It's the Ewing Levitt Agency. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips. Served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Back to the show in just a minute. All right, uh, radio listeners, uh, tune in to our live stream. Going live, we're on live on Facebook and also on our, our YouTube channel. Tina Marie, uh, brother Luck's wife, chimes in. Uh, Greg, something about this doesn't feel right. I have to go. I have to go into more debt to stay afloat? Question uh, mark. Hope that debt forgiveness for payroll, rent, and utilities is real. And and you know that's the hurry up and wait. We're gonna have to see how that all pans out. Uh, because I think you're not alone. The other people have that questions. In the meantime, you got to get ready to get ready because that's what we're doing right now. We're just in that holding pattern. And uh, while you're in a holding pattern, if you are hanging on to your restaurant, you want to make sure everything's fine-tuned to when you reopen it. Your tap lines probably have beer sitting in them right now, which is a big no-no. Uh, get those lines clear, cleaned out. Get your glycol system all fresh and ready to go. Even add a line if you want to. Now's the time to do that. Uh, most trusted man in the business, his name's Jeff Rourke. Family owned and operated. 20 years he's been doing it. Specialty tap installations and uh, making dreams come true. Cleaning out lines, doing it all right. Uh, brewers want their beer to taste like it. they brewed it and intended it to taste. Because if you're pouring inefficient beer, what are you doing, boys? Pouring your, pouring money, your money down, down the, the drain. drain. Don't pour your money down the drain. Get a hold of the man. <laughs> 
Jeff Rourke and A-plus Beverage Solutions, or you'll go to all cans in your restaurant. (laughs) 720-272-3809. 720-272-3809. Jeff Rourke and A-plus Beverage Solutions. Hey, this is Brother Luck from Colorado Springs. All right, you ready? (laughs) Owner of 4 by Brother Luck and Lucky Dumpling. I mean, he's he's a very, very impressive man. And you're rocking with the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, back at it. Today is a Saturday. It is March 28th. It's 6.31 on 6.30 KHOW, an iHeartRadio station. Uh, as we continue with 13 days out of 57, 44 days of this madness to go uh, before the prospect of May 11th happening and the dining rooms reopening, we continue. It's going to be a spirited conversation, and I'll just set it up here in studio with me. Zach Johnson, the Spice Guy, good to see you again. Dude, thanks for having me. I feel like I'm uh, becoming a bit of a regular around here. You're liking the Monday through Friday, aren't you? Yeah, dude, honestly, I tune in every day. I'm at the warehouse uh, packing off. We have so much private label stuff happening. The retail stores got crushed, and in return, I sent out an SOS a bit saying, hey, restaurant sales are down. We have open pack lines let's do this and i got overwhelmed honestly uh we're 20,000 bottles in just for next week so we're pretty busy uh so yeah every every day i'm tuning in two to five we're gonna have a good that's fantastic uh on the other side that's someone who never watches or listens to the show preston phillips good to see you man <laughs> you as well great thanks for having me on. kitchen and watering it. hole uh, young stre- uh, chef extraordinaire. We've met a few years back and just in- inseparable. Uh, so welcome. We're going to have a good spirited conversation. You know what you're representing today? You're the uh, small size owner operator. Awesome. All right. You know who you are? <laughs> you're the vendor. Okay. You're the one no one's paying right now. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paid up, aren't I? I'm not representing that. Uh, I really am that. On the phone. Let's go to them right now. I think we have two of them on the line. Is little Rich Schneider here with us? Yes. Richie. Hello, hello. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm here. I'm here at work. I'm staring into my computers. <laughs> I've got you guys on my iPad and talking to you guys on the iPhone. That's fantastic. Awesome. Little Rich Schneider, Rockalitas Tortillas, and also partner here at the Modern Eater. And then we also have on the telephone. I don't know if he's with us or not, but Jared Leonard. Jared Leonard, Stone Soup Collective. Jared. Hey. Hey, I'm here. Hey, guys. I uh, want to be able to hear, so I'm leaving it all up to you guys. I need you all to concentrate, pay attention, get off your speaker phones, get on the phone, and we're going to have a spirited conversation. When you do speak, say this is either Preston or this is Zach or this is Rich so you can identify yourself and know who you are. Everybody got the rules right? We'll try to adhere to those. Got it, Greg. This is Jared. Yeah, Preston already broke the rules. Fantastic. Oh, this is Preston. We'll try to adhere to those. So Rules we've, got, um, we've got a food producer in Little Rich Schneider. Welcome to the conversation. We've got Jared Leonard. Jared, you represent the medium-sized owner-operator. Sounds good. Fantastic. Preston Phillips is a small-sized owner-operator. And then uh, we've got Zach Johnson, who's the vendor. So let's have a conversation now. Let's just go round ro- robin around the table right now. Who's, who's making money? Zach Johnson, are you making any money? I'm losing money at about, well, I'm down 96% over two weeks uh, with restaurant closures. That's on the restaurant arm of our business. That It is what it is, man. That's a, it's a daunting number to say out loud, and it crushes me. And as much as I want everybody to think that I'm doing as well as I was a month ago, things are looking drastically different. What are some of those variables, if you don't mind? 
those are almost completely restaurant sales. So our our stick at the Spice Guys will come directly to your restaurant, take your order, manage your inventory for you. And with the virus, we haven't been able to do that. We have our main salesman's been in quarantine. He had the flu. And we, you know, in, a, in my opinion, it's never too careful in a situation like this. So rather than risk uh, any kind of spread of anything that uh, Danny might have, we have just said, hey, we'll be texting and calling. And honestly, a lot of the people that are doing the ordering are on the line, I think, right now and aren't very quick to respond, even more so than usual. Um, and I think that that's had a direct effect on our sales as well as their sales being down drastically or if they're even open or not. Um, there's there's a multitude of reasons why we're down so far. Mm-hmm. And and we'll continue on, guys. Thanks. Zach started that out. Let's go to Little Rich Schneider. How's your business doing, Little Rich, with Rockalitas? Well, that's a, this is a, this is a Little Rich, first off. Um, you know, I've been monitoring uh, probably about 50 of our top customers, movers, shakers, to take, take the temperature of the water. I am seeing everyone doing the pivot. Um, in-house here this past week, we did not make one tortilla all week. Not one. When's well, the last time that yeah. happened? Yeah. Uh, I can never remember that happening. And I got to tell you, it probably looks like next week we may run one or two shifts on maybe a couple lines. But that said, you know, we know the the situation. Our pathway has been through the distributors. Mm -hmm. And the distributors know we were all gearing up for spring season. Being a spring break. And so they were all loaded to the gills. I was loaded to the gills. So now what they've got to do is deplete their inventory to whatever their uh, guesstimations are on their new uh, inventory levels going forward, and so I think we're going to have to we're going to see a, it's going to have to deplete even lower than than normal. I expect probably not this next week, but the week after, I'll probably I'm hoping to be at about 10 percent of normal. I think by about that time, a lot of that inventory will have been depleted. But sorry to hear that. You know, if I had the magic crystal ball, I'd be calling. Uh, my broker instead of trying to figure out the tortilla world but your business model is to stay in your lane and hope that this this madness regains some sort of normal uh, when the 57 days is up and restaurants are back to normal or back to being uh, able to open up exactly you know i've been preaching that stay in your lane and you know greg you and i had a great conversation about this the other day uh, about and I may have to modify that stay in your lane, and and by that is kind of, you know, uh, at least if you need to pivot and change lanes on some things, be mindful that you are not trying to run over uh, your your end customers because we're going to come out of this at the end, and one uh, and I think it's 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 a good idea for everyone to help maintain those relationships so we can all succeed going forward. And very well said. You don't want your customer to become your competition and vice versa. Yeah, which makes total sense. Okay, jump into the restaurant side, and and we have to throw everything out the the window with the restaurant side because you guys are the ones that are really pivoting. And let's just go to Jared Leonard first. Uh, Jared Leonard, I I want you to first describe your business it's set up as a medium-sized owner-operator and give the complexion of that. How many how many locations that you have? How many employees? And and then the state of where you were versus where you are now. Sure. Jared Leonard here, Stone Soup Collective. We have uh, 11 restaurant locations 
all fast casual, some with dining rooms, some in food halls, uh, in two cities. So this is a, a unique perspective in that I'm seeing a different reaction to all of this in Chicago than I'm seeing in Denver, and there's you know different ebbs and flows to the business, even within the neighborhoods of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, downtown, my downtown stores in Chicago, uh, two of our main food halls, are closed altogether. Other than that, I haven't had to lay anybody off. Uh, I own the Bubblegum Hot Chicken, AJ's Pit Barbecue, Grabowski's Pizzeria, and Hamburger Stand. And all of our concepts are fast casual. So again, some of the dining rooms and bars, but still we do a lot of to-go food. We do about 40% of our business out the back door already. So the pivot for me wasn't as big as some of the sit-down restaurants that traditionally rely on heavier dine-ins, turning the tables two or three times, having a big bar, uh, a big bar number each night. We've never, we've never benefited from some of those line items. So our sure, to-go yeah. food just went from 40% of our business to 100% of our business. As far as numbers go, I've been pleasantly surprised that in Chicago, we're actually beating <clears throat> all-time records at our three neighborhood locations. That there, because people don't, they, they don't have food in the grocery store because grocery stores are out of protein, and people don't want to cook because they don't. They've been cooped up in their house all day, and our to-go food sales have been crushing it at the three neighborhood spots. Uh, downtown, like I said, we're closed. So o- overall, as a group, we're down about twenty-five percent. So haven't been hit quite as hard, and that's a surprise to me. Really, as this was announced in Chicago. It was announced in Chicago, the closer, on a Sunday night. And it was a huge, it was after like a big weekend, St. Patty's Day weekend, huge in Chicago. And it was like, we had been super busy up to that point. None of the scare and fear had really set into Chicago until they closed everything down. So uh, shortly after that, we saw Denver. And, you know, my first thought is I, I got to save jobs. Like we, we can move things around and the business will be fine. Our rents aren't exorbitant enough enough at any location that we couldn't work out a deal with landlords. The big thing, 175 employees, I know that they're all living paycheck to paycheck. They don't have savings and I need them to be able to eat and feed their families and, uh, you know, be be part of our team. So we've been able to save about 80% of our jobs and, um, you know, that's just where we are now. We're taking it day by day and honestly, I keep telling everybody, we, we had a plan when this started We've already had two or three small changes in that plan. We may have five more new plans before this is over because it may get better or worse. And we just there's a lot of unanswered questions so far. So that's that's the long and short of it for me. Yeah, that's Jared Leonard. And so if we're day 13 out of 57 here in Colorado. Is May 11th the stop date or the reopen date for um, Chicago? Uh, March 30th was the first announced date. They haven't revised that. Obviously, that's not going to happen because the state is on lockdown now until I believe April 10th. But, you know, the cases in Chicago are rising as fast, not as fast as New York, but they're getting there. Mm. So uh, I, I wouldn't expect us to be open anytime before May. You know, I, I, I'm a glass half full kind of guy, though, so I keep saying I've seen this movie and it ends with a tear and a hero and he kisses the girl and then they roll the credits. So I'm still hoping that we get... <laughs> 
some cheer to this whole thing and it can blow out as fast as it blew in. That's, that's just how, not optimistic how, to me. How poetic of you, Jared Leonard. Hey, you know. Do you play the hero in the movie? <laughs> Zach Johnston here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. <laughs> Um, I don't he think won't. so. I think I direct the movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. No, I'll tell you. Hey, go, listen, let go, me jump in, go. Jared. I'll solve this for you. You're the writer, director, and star. You're one of those guys. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean you are, and I don't mean that in a in a in a Andrew, arrogant kind of way. Like no. that's just who you it's are. It's true. Uh, before we break, we want to do this. Two minutes on uh, Grind Kitchen Watering Hole. Small size owner operator, uh, chef owner, uh, Cherry Creek Grind Kitchen and Watering Hole. Talk about your business before and talk about where it is now. Present. So we're down probably 50 percent to 75 percent, depending on the day. Um, certain Mondays, Tuesdays, we're right at 50 percent. Um, certain weekend days where we're hitting a certain number, we're definitely seeing 10% of that number, 15% of that number. Um, but with how we're operating and how we set up the restaurant to begin with, we don't have the huge overhead of the huge staff that a lot of these uh, chef owners that come in and are distant and pay someone else to take their role or to be their executive chef, whatever it is, that's me. So it's, I'm the manager, I'm the chef, I'm the... And I'm all your be mama, all. I'm your daddy at <laughs> the restaurant, and so I don't, <laughs> push I alley. don't, I don't have that uh, responsibility to to say, all right, I, I'm going to try to make your job work and 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 keep your job going. Yes, we have about a staff of 15 that had to unfortunately be be laid off. Um, a lot of them are figuring it out with uh, means to have the um, the unemployment and if the, this CARES Act does what it says it's supposed to do, those guys are going to be asking be for fine. a raise when they get back. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, seriously, they'll be fine. Everyone, I think, will be taken care of for the most part. But as far as us going in day out, day in and day out, my brother and I, that is, and going in and taking care of business, we're not losing our butt on this. We really yeah. aren't. It's you might be it's able to. The, so with, but with 44 days to go. That's what I want to talk about. Okay, everybody. If everybody's good on time, this conversation's about to get real good. We're gonna take a break, get back, and then it's a free for all. How we're all because we all have to work together in some capacity or another, and uh, kind of just work our way through this. As 44 days um, out of 57, 44 more days to go. The madness continues. All right, we'll break away. We'll come right back. Studio Kitchen, Colorado. The Modern Eater Show continues. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, it's Greg Holland back. Anymore these days, when I go out to eat, I not only want to eat delicious food and drinks, but I also want to eat where I know my money is going to a local restaurant that I believe in. I believe in The Goods Restaurant on Colfax and Mark Whistler. The Goods is a community restaurant and bar with a menu focusing on vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, and keto options. Comfort food lovers, try the best burger on planet Earth. I love it. Eight ounces of grass-fed beef and never, ever any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. The Goods is truly a cultural melting pot, a family restaurant open to all. Their bar program is amazing. Saddle up at their long, luxurious bar, have a nice craft beer or a cocktail. Like their Facebook page and stay up on amazing events and specials going on throughout the week. Located on East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Across from East High School with free parking and a garage in back. Look them up online, thegoodsrestaurant.com. 
I'll see you at the goods. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from The Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At The Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose The Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in Breck, raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com. Back to the show in just a minute, you guys. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about bread. I love bread, and I love Aspen Baking Company. AspenBaking.com is where you go to find hoagies, focaccias, ciabattas, baguettes, croissants, bear claws, lobster rolls, pound cakes, coffee cakes, and more, including boxed lunches. You know what you're not going to find? You're not going to find preservatives, artificial coloring, and chemicals. Not at AspenBaking.com, a local bakery been in business since 1994. Give them a call. On their website, because I don't have the phone number. It's AspenBaking.com, but uh, uh, look for Hollis or Cody Ann. They'll take great care of you just like they do over here at the Modern Eater Show. So, again, it's the website, and it's back to the show. It's AspenBaking.com. Hi, Michael Myers from Distillery 291. I'll say whatever you want me to say. (laughs) That'll get me in trouble. (laughs) Ride it like you stole it. Drink it like you own it. You're listening to the Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Okay, back at it. It just seems like we don't have enough time. I'm already lamenting the end of the show, and it's it's we still have an hour and ten minutes left, but a lot of ground to cover. If I was to do a reset on how we just set this up and the folks that are with us, it would take a whole nother segment. So we're going to jump back into it, but I want to tell you, as we're all sheltering in place right now and uh, getting ready for this next week ahead, the conversation kind of turns to who's winning and who, who's losing. In the, and we're talking about restaurant and service industry because we already know that retail grocery is completely winning right now. Uh, I am, just to make it clear, I am a champion for small business. I love small business owners. I want them to thrive and get to the next level. Uh, it's just it, entrepreneurialship is the heart and soul of this country. I am seeing some great things out of what has happened in the past 13 days as far as pivot points and folks trying to make and jockey for money. Some people are making money. And when I say winning and losing, it is strictly from a business standpoint. Nobody is winning right now in the face of coronavirus. It's a terrible thing that's happening. And take it very seriously, this outbreak, as we all physically distance from each other. Um, with all of that being said, we have great folks online. Medium-sized owner-operator, restaurant chain Stone Soup Collective, Jared Leonard, on the phone with us. We've also got the phone on the phone, Rich Schneider from Rockalitas Tortillas. And we have in Studio Kitchen Colorado with us, Zach Johnston, the spice guy, a vendor, and then um, small-size owner-operator, Uh, Preston Phillips here with us from Grind Kitchen and Watering Hole. Okay, it's a free-for-all. Just say your name beforehand. Who wants to take it from there of anything that they heard and they wanted to jump in and clean up from the last segment? I want to hear from Rich. What's he got? What do you think about all that? You're probably the most veteran person, and I mean that in the uh, most humble way, but you probably are the most veteran among us in the restaurant industry, and I'd just like to hear what sort of an OG says about what's happening. I called you three weeks ago to say, dude, what the F is happening? Yeah. What are you seeing? What do you think? And here we are three weeks later. I'd just like to catch up with you and see what you think about all these numbers and now that we're collecting data, where we're at. Well, thanks, Zach. Um, as the uh, old Yoda, mini Yoda, and for me to look like Yoda, that would be an improvement over 
Um, you know, going through the ebbs and flows of business over 40 years, when things are great, they're never quite as great as they seem, and when things are bad, they're they're never quite as bad as they seem. You sure. know, when you when you dice in, when you throw an emotion on top of that, things go to extremes. So on this, sure. you know, I mean, bottom line is Zach or anybody listening is is our customers. Here, here's what I what I get through, uh, what I think of when I'm going through this is overall, how is your brand looked at? Do people still want your product? Do they still want to deal with you? And so, you know, if you've still got that, you'll make it through this to some degree. But, you know, you've got to temper, uh, you've got to be conservative with your with your money right now, but make those investments in your brand. I, I got to tell you, we've had so many conversations, Raul and Madi, my brother and my sister, on what we're going to do here. I mean, Here's the reality. I'm sitting on about probably $25,000 worth of product here right now. And we've made the cumulative decision that to, to stay in our lane and not compete with our customers over the long haul. If, I have to, if we have to throw that away to keep our brand intact, that's what we're going to do. That's and just real long, quick. That's, that's, that's the long play. Just real quick by not becoming your your customers competition all you're saying is that you're not going to open the doors to sell your tortillas right off larimer street and that you're you're probably not going to get involved with a taco box that's going direct to people's houses so that you can let some of these other guys like the troys and the franks of the world sell the racolitas tortillas at their space for profit for them and you'll take the menial amount of money that us food producers get well i it- I want I want to continue my my product flow going through. You know our business model here is selling to Cisco, Shamrock, US Foods, the the, the major houses, and we're going to continue that path. And so as I'm talking to people and they've made that pivot and they're saying, okay, hey, I used to use this type of tortilla, now I need that type of tortilla. I'm like, that's fantastic. I'm going to email you the item code for that distributor so you can buy it and continue to pull it through the path that we have already established. And so the example I give is four, a perfect example. Right now you're seeing ads, hey, um, if, you, if you want to buy a four, we will uh, you know, go to your local dealer. We'll help you defer payments. We'll help you in, in various ways. And so they're, they're encouraging the sale through that existing pipeline. Sure. What you're not seeing them do is go, hey, we've got acres of unsold thousands of fours. Fly out here to Michigan and we'll give you a heck of a deal on them. <laughs> They're not doing that. They're maintaining the distribution pipeline and supporting that, that pipeline. Sure. So that's all I'm saying. But I know for you know that's what's worked for us. What works for us may not work for everybody, but I'm always talking about or advising at least take that under consideration for the long term. Yeah. Um, voice a little Rich Schneider there. Travis Smith on Facebook uh, chimes in. TME. Our numbers at Bistro Colorado, 675 South Broadway in Denver, Design District, just opened up Denver location on 12th of February. We don't have normal numbers. Revenue has taken a pretty big dive from a modest 2,500 per week to 500 total this week. One meal sold uh, as he continues. One meal sold yesterday and no sales today. Just started on a line ordering in-house today. We have... 
been operating very lean from the beginning. All three part-time employees, unfortunately, furloughed. Uh, chef owner, one store, no alcohol license, contemplating multiple plans but no definite direction other than trying to gain traction with online ordering and curbside pickup. And, and so th- there we begin the conversation and we'll jump into Preston and uh, Jared here. Jared, you intimated that Chicago's kind of set up with that neighborhood thing and Bud Long uh, obviously is that great uh, to go or, or pick up or delivery. The chicken sandwiches are delicious. That's not the same as a fine dining restaurant, obviously. And in Cherry Creek, that looks different. It's the wild, wild west out there. It is so lenient. And, and in a sense of you, Preston, you're enjoying a little bit of the pivoting. But it, what does that do to a bar program where you're relying on those high margins and cocktails and those types of things? Just take it from there on, on really what it looks like of that pivot point for you. And then we'll jump to Jared. Well, for a bar program, it crushes it, period. Um, it's a matter of how much of that bar program you rely on to make your overhead work. Um, so if you're in a super high rent district and you're, you know, you're running a high food cost trying to push out these super high end small plates running a super high concept, yeah, you're going to have a hard time right now. But if you can dumb down your concept and you can um, make that work, you can thrive right now. But you, everyone that that is that has been used to running a super high concept has to take five steps back right now. What's your advice to Travis Smith that you he just heard need, there? He needs to dumb his whole concept down. Well, he doesn't have a list. I, I don't know how much more dumb it can get. Well, I haven't seen it yet, so I don't really know. Well, but no liquor license. Just doing food. He dropped from 2500 and doesn't really have much to go off of. Jared Leonard, any advice for Travis Smith? You know, it's really tough to be just starting out on a new project. Travis is actually a neighbor up in Evergreen. Uh, I know he moved up to – moved out of state for a short while. Now he's back. He, he had Beachville, Colorado, up in Evergreen for a number of years. Very well received. Uh, great restaurant. Nice guy. We've, we've only met once. But um, he's, he's starting out this concept new, and I think that that's a tough spot to be in right now. Uh, you know, I, so I don't, I, I don't know. I don't have, I don't really have advice for someone who's just starting out. Um, yeah, a very hard location time. Other than, other than just kind of hunker down and get, get through it. And on the other side of it, things will be better. Where's the I opportunity? I think a big part of this, a, a big part of this, something I wanted to chime in on. Jared, Jared, do this, do this. I don't want to cut you off when we are up against the top of the hour. Hopefully everybody's good on time. We'll figure it out. I do need to do this as Sonia Riggs from the Colorado Restaurant Association left us with her interview at the beginning of the show. Data points are coming in that 14% of restaurants will not make it to the other side of reopening on May 11th here in Denver. Uh, That's an interesting number. We'll come back. The Modern Eater Show continues next hour. We're going to push this conversation. Pearson Shields is supposed to be at 7 p.m. We're going to push that till later in the show along with Rebecca Berry. And then to close the show, Dr. Sarah Metz, Code 4 Counseling. How about a bite to eat? It's time for the second course, hour number two of The Modern Eater. What are you hungry for? Here's to a meal we're all here for. Delicious and tasty. Now we're getting to the good stuff. With your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. All right, welcome back to The Modern Eater Show, Saturday night in the Mile High City as we uh, go into springtime and everybody's just uh, chomping at the bit to be normal people again as we shelter in place on day 13th 
day 13 since uh, dining rooms were shut down in bars and restaurants and breweries and distilleries and beyond. Uh, obviously, this is the ripple effect has hit much more than bars, restaurants, and breweries and distilleries, but that's the business we're in here at the Modern Eater Show. Uh, broadcasting Monday through fr- Friday from 2 p.m. till 5 p.m. And uh, just doing a live stream on Facebook and YouTube, so catch us there. Some great interviews. We had Alex Seidel on this past week. We had Justin Brunson. We had on uh, Troy Gard. We had on Juan Padro. We had on Josh Oakley. We had on, of course, the Spice Guy. Uh, we've got on now Preston Phillips and Jared Leonard and just, uh, you know, the community. We keep the light on for you. Tom, and you're, you're broadcasting with the prettiest broadcaster Modern Eaters ever had. Rebecca Berry. And nicest. Yeah, she is nice. <laughs> Brian Freeman's pretty pretty. He's a pretty guy. If you like six five dudes with rocket laser arms. <laughs> six five? No. Six five. That was nice. That, that was, was nice. nice. That was for you, B. Uh, kind of talking about. I, I can't do a reset, well, but on finished. the phone with us, Rich Schneider and Jared Leonard. Rich Schneider from Rocketitas Tortillas. Jared Leonard, Stone Soup Collective. Uh, Rich is, um, you know, he's a guy that we love and his opinion, and advice, and. And is it outdated? I don't know. Rich just said, this is this is what I do. This is my lane. And Jared Leonard, one of the most innovative guys I know, he thrives in situations like this. He truly does. Um, not to say just uh, tragic situations, but he just, he, he likes to be the underdog. And... Um, Ask Jared what he's doing right now. This guy's taking he's master. Working. He's taking master classes on negotiation instead of <laughs> like this dude is. I saw his Facebook. He's like, hey, 100% happy to be sober right now because I'm taking three master's classes right now I on saw that too. negotiation. Go, yeah, like dude, yeah. what a hostage crisis. No, I'm about I'll get to get there one day, Jared. I will. No, the bad thing about it is he's about to take me to school on this machine I just got from him on this negotiation class. <laughs> Jared, are you still there? <laughs> Yeah, I'm here. Jared Leonard here, Stone Soup Collective. You, you know, I like to be busy and I like to have projects. One of the things that this has really made me do, though, this, this, this crisis, this COVID-19, is to stop and reflect for a minute and pause and, and ask myself a lot of deep questions like, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? And am I happy doing with what, I, what I'm doing? And is it, you know, is it where I want to be? And when when people ask me about employees and jobs and businesses and all of this stuff, that you know that's that's forefront in my mind. And my is what I'm doing right now, what I want to be doing in the restaurant business. And I think it it is in a lot of ways, and it's not in some ways. The exposure that I have right now is massive. I have 11 stores. I, I don't have any outside money in my business, so that's good. But I have 11 stores and 175 employees to take care of. And I can't be at every store to make every one of them feel safe and to guide them through this. Uh, you know, I, I, I spend time there as often as I can. But it does make me long for the days where I had one restaurant with six people that I spent every single day with. And there's something intimate about small operation that in a time like this is really exciting for me because you can get with your team and you can weather through it like a real family, you know. So th- there's... A lot of the big medium-sized to big-sized groups are going to have a really hard time to struggle through this because when they lay off, six, I, there's a group in Chicago, 16 on center, they off 680 employees, well-respected wow. group. They didn't have a choice, you know? Wow. They didn't have a choice. Um, it, it, it's, in, in, are, are, are all 680 of those people going to come back to them? I, I highly doubt it. I, I think you're going to maybe get half of your people back. And it's not your fault, but it still leaves a sour taste in the mouth of the employee who that happened to. So there's just a lot. There's a lot more to this than the simple like 
how do we get through it and how do we get to the other side? That's obviously at the front of everybody's mind. But for me, there's been a lot of reflection on, you know, am I being the most effective leader in my group? Is this where I want my group to be? Do I want to get bigger? We, we looked at franchising. I'm having second thoughts about that now. There's, sure. And none of, I haven't come out to the other side of any of it with, with solid, like, you know, like epiphanies, but it certainly has been a time to reflect and to really look at, you know, what's important and what are we doing. Jared, can we talk brass tacks for a minute? We talked to Troy Guard this week about how hard it is to reopen a restaurant. And and one of the one of those hardships is expenses. Now, you run a concept that, and, and 11, probably 10 of 11 of your concepts are actually more geared towards this uh, quick service right here. And I always call it Chipotle style, order at the table, and uh, you can either take it to go or not. But can you just talk with us brass tacks, maybe some numbers, just to give the average consumer an idea of how expensive it is to reopen a restaurant after you've been forced to close for what's going to be 57 to 60 days? Sure. So if you don't retain your employees, let's just call worst case scenario, it's going to cost you anywhere from $1,000 to $2,000 to bring on each new employee. And that includes time to find them, ads you place, interviews, Hiring, training, et cetera, can be upwards of 2000 bucks an employee. So for a group that has 600 employees, that's a huge number, you know? Um, for a group even that has 40 employees, that's a huge number, even if you lose 20 of them. And, and not to mention just the logistical elements of it. You know, it's, it is, some of it's money, that's the draft tax side of it. Some of it's just bandwidth, you know? And sure. it, there's only so much bandwidth to go around. So that's, that's you know, it's expensive. And let's talk about an opening order for a restaurant. Say a restaurant like Bud Long, for instance, which for everybody that's at home listening, Bud Long is a concept that does fried chicken sandwiches, a few different styles, uh, a number of different sides that go along with those fried chicken sandwiches and a few other entrees as well. What does an opening order generally look like for a Bud Long? And if you don't want to give exact numbers, can you give a ballpark for a similar style concept? Yeah, you know, it's, it's not crazy for what I do. So we're talking mm-hmm. about five or 6000 bucks for each location. Um, you know, and again, that's for fast casual chicken, which is the cheapest protein out there. And we use a good chicken. We use Redbird. So about 5000 bucks per store to get back open. And to, to one of Brian Freeman's points from earlier, I, I think Brian brought it up. It, it, it would make sense. Uh, it's how, how did you leave the relationship with your supplier? Because, you know, a lot of people right now are going, you know what? I'm not paying that guy or that guy. And they're not doing it in a selfish, greedy, mm-hmm. or dishonest way. They're doing it in a survival way. They're saying, I need money to pay my staff so they can feed their families. And, you know, what they don't realize is that sometimes that means that the supplier can't feed his family because he's a person in a business and there's money there, too. So um, if you don't treat your suppliers well right now and you communicate and manage that relationship, they're going to be less likely to be apt to work with you coming back to this um, on terms that are favorable. If you if you leave it in a good place, you can probably get some credit terms back, and that when you reopen, it's not going to hurt as bad. Zach, you should know that better than anybody. Yeah, heard that, Chef. We're, <laughs> we're actually sitting around our round table talking about what do credit terms look like on the other side of this, and is, it an, is, it, is this going to be an instance where you say, hey, the only way you can do business with us is if we have a credit card on file that we can charge every 30 days uh, with your permission at the beginning and we'll build that trust over the course of time that we're going to do it and do it right. And Preston's been a client of mine for a really long time. Uh, I'd, you know, I'd like to pitch the same question to you about 
opening size orders for a restaurant even of your size and you you do something along the lines of uh what jared does but uh you know many more menu items and do you think going out of this that coming coming back on the other side a restaurant that's been closed what do you think about a five item menu to get back so that you can sell booze when we're reopened i'm not so much worried about bring that mic up right close to you how's that a little bit i'm not so much worried about um the food opening um, we're running a pretty good food cost right now that I'm very happy with. It's the bar program that I've been selling alcohol off of the bar for the, during these last two weeks. Um, I've sold quite a bit of bottles from the back bar that need to be there for um, to have our bar program that we have. And we just kind of, you know, off the wing, just decided that we were going to let some of these bottles go. And the reality of it is if we want to open up the bar back to the way that we want it, we've got to, the liquor is going to cost us more to recuperate yeah. than the food. Um, so yeah, we need that cash flow coming through with these certain bottles that we are selling and these certain little things that we're selling from behind the bar during this whole thing. Um, but the food is the least of my worries. The food will be not a problem. I will probably end up redoing a completely different menu after this whole thing is said and done and it'll be a complete refresh. It'll be, um, something that I'm really looking forward to actually is kind of cleaning out the old menu that we have and kind of, it's going to be a long recovery process for restaurants after this whole thing. If it goes through the next couple of months, even if it goes through the summer, which I think it might be a big possibility, this thing could probably go for a couple more months, honestly, in my opinion. Um, and if that's the case, it'll be a, most restaurants will be forced into a menu they would have never thought before in or a bar program that we never thought before in the sense of a slim down that's there's going to be select me. availability on yeah. a lot of things sure. and then ramped up from there i mean because i want to ask jared this and then we have to break off jared what would you do with the craziness of the the loose liquor laws right now with uh, what if bud long had a liquor license would you go for uh, it we do in a couple of stores and we're doing we're doing bottle like in grabowski's we have a liquor license i've actually Got a cocktail in my car. I brought home for my wife a, a bottle of Black Manhattan whiskey, cocoa nibs, and uh, Amari, something else. I don't know. I'm not a cocktail guy. But they you can stop these, at like, the Modern Eater if you the, want. The, the 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 bar crew bottled these, and we've got nice labels on them, and they're selling them to go for ten bucks uh, is for a craft cocktail, pour over ice, send it home with a dehydrated orange and uh, orange slice, and it, 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 we're having a little bit of fun with it. So. Um, it's AJ's Pit Barbecue over on South Delaware. We're doing bring your own crawler in and fill it up. Uh, you know, we've got different things that we're doing at our restaurants to get this, to, to, to kind of get our booze out the door still. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't think anybody's going to make a fortune selling booze to go. I think it's just a, I think truthfully it's a way to, like to Preston's point, the, the booze sitting on your shelves right now yeah. is worth a lot of money if you've got a heavy bar program. And so to let some of that go and free up cash flow for right now and recoup yeah. it later makes total makes total sense. And I think exactly. that's why that law went into effect. Um, and it's, it's helping some people out in the short term. So Yeah, short term sure, is really sure. what folks are looking at. We'll break off right here. Great panel of guests here with us. Jared Leonard online, Little Rich Schneider online, Zach Johnson in studio along with Preston Phillips. We're another segment and this is, you know, it takes an hour and a half for it just to really get good and I think we're going to open it up. We want to cover you look at Jared Leonard, and man, I think you're a pioneer of your time, but I think you've seen it this way, that your businesses are really kind of suited for for this kind of model of dining for folks. Uh, just, just truly probably excelling right now. Jared is winning right now. Yeah, Jared. Jared, Jared no, he's, he's down 25%. No restaurateur is winning in there. Nobody's I just, really. I want to well, make that clear. In no, the whole scope of things, Jared is, Jared is doing better than most. Doing better than most. And, and they, congratulations. 
well, and and, and hard work ensues, yeah, all right? All of it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, delivery fees and and where people are at with that, but changing the model. Um, one thing that little Rich Schneider says. Uh, Rich, are you still online here? The Rich yep. is not online. I'm here. Okay. One thing that Little Rich says, and I want you to come back and talk about Little Rich, is one thing that you have to be careful of, and, and again, this is where your expertise of knowledge of just um, years and years of experience as we, we try and make you out as being old, which you're, which you're not. But <laughs> He's still good looking. He absolutely is. Uh, money don't crack. <laughs> one of the things Richie you, you, you talked about you don't want to change your business up to where you're putting anything curbside or out in delivery that's going to make you lose a customer that's an interesting thought we'll talk about that more when we get back on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio choose your path through Cyberland don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. Listen up, barbecue lovers. Greg Holland back here for Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Proud Souls is Denver's authority of all things barbecue. Do you rule your neighborhood with the best backyard barbecue? From beginners to pit masters, Proud Souls has all the equipment you could possibly want. A variety of wood, pellet, and charcoal grills and smokers. Award-winning pit masters and owners of Proud Souls, Dan and Tony, have a passion for barbecue, and it shows. Located on 25th and Federal, Proud Souls retail store is bursting at the seams with your barbecuing essentials the spice guy spices and superior flavored fuels for your pit like hickory mesquite oak pecan cherry apple peach maple grape and a variety of blends hit their website proudsoulsbbq.com for delicious hands-on barbecue classes and get information on current promotions and deals for the best in barbecue locally owned and operated on 25th and federal there are guys proud souls barbecue and provisions that's proud souls bbq Q.com. Taxes, payroll, and workman's comp. Ugh. If you're a business owner, I bet hearing me say those dirty words made you cringe. Hi, I'm Rebecca Berry with Fourth, and I know growing and managing a business can seem overwhelming and just daunting at times. But at Fourth, we've got you covered. Fourth knows you want to take your business to the next level. Fourth was designed to be the partner you need and will allow you to free up your time and resources to do what you do best, grow and manage your business. Call me. Let's talk about how I can help. 720-436-8047. That's 720 720- 
210-436-8047. Rebecca with fourth. Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> this is Justin Brunson, Ultra Meat and Cheese in Denver Central Market. I'm a meat guy. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. All right, welcome back to the Modern Eater Show. Guys, we're live on the air right now. Thank you very much. Continue with a great conversation, and our panel has been fantastic. Um, some of the smartest people I know, uh, two of them, in, one of them in studio with me, Zach Johnston. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> he's, he's really cute, though. He is. He's yeah. a handsome young man and smart and intelligent. Really, I look to you for some great spirited conversations, Preston, because I think that you're an innovator, and if anybody can hit uh, pivot, it's you. Uh, I kind of see grind as like a, a you know a, a budlong on steroids in a high rent district. Essentially, yes. <laughs> kind of good, Jared. Can we compare there? You're still on the line, Jared Leonard. <laughs> no, you gone. He's here with Sorry, us. Sorry, I had it on uh, mute. I was stuffing. Now you're here. Thank you. But no, uh, as far as comparing um, what Jared has going and what I have going, the main difference is Jared is very much focused on his um, fast casual concepts that he's got a string of that all kind of fall in line, um, whether it's the hamburger stand, whether it's Bud Long, whatever it is that he does. Um, they're very much driven on that in line. Um, not too many ingredients in-house. Everything stays fresh. Um, and that's kind of what we um, fall in line with as well at Grind and Cherry Creek, with the exception of we have a full bar and a couple of extra small plates to go along with that whole dining experience and uh, with that being said that's what's made our transition into this kind of unique compared to most restaurants where they're trying to sell steak sets or high-end poultry sets like duck and whatever else you want to sell in a high-end restaurant that sells wine and cocktails Um, our food is pretty much to-go friendly as it is with the exception of a couple items and so that's part of the reason why we're not hurting too bad right yeah, now. But the infrastructure, if you'd have Jared Leonard's in the sh- in neighborhoods of Chicago, actually, Cherry Creek's a pretty good neighborhood. If you got a good following sure. or contingency, yeah, that's wonderful. Not bad, not bad. They'll, come, they'll come and support you. Before we left off the question, I, I hate when people do that in talk shows. They ask a question and say, we're going to break off and come back. So I didn't want to forget it. Little Rich Schneider on the line with us. Uh, the con- what? No, I'm just kidding. Come on. <laughs> the conversation that we were having. Little Rich, there's one thing about a restaurant, you know, a great restaurant that has wonderful dine-in items. But to put them in a to-go box and send them out there, uh, why be cautious? Well, uh, Little Rich here. Well, I've got that answer for you, and I'll give it as soon as we get back from this commercial break. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you should be in Washington, you grandstander. <laughs> You're cute enough. You are. Uh, well, you know what? I think that's what—that's uh, part of the successful pivot. Is people you guys hit on? Uh, narrow that menu. Narrow your offerings down to the things that you can efficiently make that are going to transport well. Give these people that your your customers that have gone that extra mile to to give you business. Give them as best of an experience as you as you possibly can. Yep, you're exactly right, Rich. Uh, Preston Phillips here at Grind. So with being in Cherry Creek, like we are with that big neighborhood stance behind us, um, it's not like being in Rhino or being in certain parts of downtown where um, restaurants, unfortunately, don't have that dedicated old school crowd right behind them. Being in Cherry Creek with all the old money that is down there, we're very fortunate to have um, our dedicated loyals that 
will come down damn near every day and support us, which is very, very special. A lot of these neighborhoods do not have that. And uh, for whatever reason it is, whether it, may, whether it may be their younger neighborhoods are not as established or not quite the uh, the roots planted in the neighborhood itself. Um, is it's there very, a lesson to be learned there about really embracing your neighborhood? Yes. I mean, we, we revol- grind revolves around having our repeat customers. I can go out in the dining room any given night and know damn near half the people in the dining room, if not more. Ooh, baby, I'm there a lot. Yeah. And so it's it's a it's a different dynamic. You have a lot of these restaurants that aren't as fortunate that you know they're you know talk of the town and whatnot. But when it comes down to it, you have just random people you know all the time coming. And yeah, they're doing volume, but they're it's it, it's a very different scene. And it's not that uh, same family mentality that we're able to have down in Cherry Creek with our clientele that we have behind us there from Third Avenue going up to to Colfax. Right. So it's Cherry. It's Creek is a crazy neighborhood, though. Like you've you've got your concept, which is a smaller basement, home home style food, very southern, very and it's delicious. Like I'm, I like I just said, I'm a customer often. But we have on Sixth and St. Paul or Sixth and Minneapolis or you know whatever it is, Barolo Grill, a very high end restaurant right. that has literally 40 cars in line right now to get takeout yeah. yeah which is and which is the opposite of what you do it well actually i'm gonna that's a great i'm gonna do that i'm gonna see how they are doing that takeout they and see, are and see if it translates I, and it must it has to i saw them on thursday they're yeah. cr- they they are doing a fantastic job yes they have laid off dishwashers and they are doing all that work themselves and they have a four-man line going right now which they usually have an eight and but they are doing more than half of the business that they've been doing because they're old, like you said, they are an old school established. 15, 20 years now? At least. And, you know, they've, and they've been doing this. They've been doing it. And Ryan Fletter and Daryl Truitt, they do an amazing job. The, the owner and the partner chef, they do an amazing job there of getting everything out. And Rich, you're really good friends with Daryl. I know. Um, If you want to speak to any of what they're doing there, that would be wonderful. Well, and, and you know what they're what they've been doing there long term is Ryan. I mean, is there anyone better than him? You walk in the door and you are the VIP of the evening. He he knows where you like to sit. He knows what you want to eat. I mean, and those those customers that have those restaurants that have built up that type of relationship with their customers, um, they're being rewarded. Now is that time to really uh, uh, harvest that goodwill. That, yeah, that can you testify, Rich? That's, I mean, that's right on the money, and I think testify, we're seeing Rich. that. But I look to Travis Smith as he chimes in again um, from our Facebook comments. We dumbed it down quite a bit with uh, with by cutting initial sticker price with lower-cost menu items and add-on sides today. Hate to make too many changes because it will confuse the customer. Seriously considering staying home to stay safe myself and working on solid real launch plan but do not want to send the wrong message to the public we would consider all viable courses of action man travis you are right over the target my brother zach johnson take it away zach from the spice guy here i just travis you know to be honest man i think the restaurants that are crushing right now are restaurants that have hundreds if not thousands of five-star reviews from all the delivery companies when you log into a delivery company uber eats Grubhub, DoorDash, whatever it might be, 
I think the people that are coming up are people in Preston's situation, perhaps, that have been around for multiple years, that have a lot of great reviews, that can tap into this. Something that I really want to talk about on the show tonight was the percentage that Grubhub or Uber Eats or DoorDash is taking from the restaurant. And being a vendor, I'm not exactly sure what the percentages are, but I'd really like to tap into like Jared. 30, and isn't it? I'd, yeah, I mean, I think it's Honestly, at least that high. I'd like I'm to tap into anything right now. I'd like to tap no, into Jared and Preston here Jared, for this. Go ahead. Yeah, Jared Leonard, Stone Soup Collective. So the online ordering systems get a bad rap. And this is coming from a guy. We, we, we do a lot of business with Uber Eats. With DoorDash, with Caviar, um, we have our own direct ordering system. The but that was built into your budget initially, wasn't it, Jared? I mean, that was that's part of your operating plan. It, it, it is, and you just gotta you've got one you've got to negotiate better deals with them than what they show on, on you know at face value. These companies want your business. They don't have a lot of overhead, but they do have intellectual property and technology that they've developed that is of value. So. When I read these articles where people say, oh, DoorDash is evil, Uber Eats is evil, Grubhub is evil, I think that's a little aggressive. Well, you know, no, 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 I'm hold on. I, I, you guys are all... Jared, I totally respect your point of view, but I think that it's evil to the person that it's force-fed to right now because their pants are down. Exactly. I, and, I, Jared, and Jared yeah, is taking a master okay. class on negotiation. Totally. He is so <laughs> yes. far ahead of that. And let me just, let me just say this. Jared is, Jared is a chef, and not by trade. He yeah. has learned his... He has gotten his... Everything from being in restaurants. Yeah. He didn't go to culinary school. He's a guy that has gotten it from being a blue-collar dude that went to work. Yeah. But he is also a street-smart dude that can say, oh, you want 38%? No way, dude. Here you go. We're going to renegotiate this. And somebody, and the average guy, like our friend on Facebook, isn't going to Uber Eats to say, dude, we need to renegotiate this contract. Oh. He's just accepting what it is and hoping that $500 or more than two orders in yeah. a day come in. Yep, that's right. So um, turn your head and cough. Here again. Guys, here's the thing. So, I have to leave it here. Yeah. Um, I will give everybody 30 seconds to close it out, though. And we'll just do a round robin, and then we will get to uh, Rebecca Berry and uh, Pearson Shields to talk about a couple of things that are going on. And then we have to go to our spirit guide, uh, baby Dr. Yoda, Dr. Sarah Metz, in the last segment. Uh, let's go around the table. Who wants to fire it off first? Come I'll, on, Lil Rich. I'll give it to it us, off. baby. Look, Preston's got okay. it. Go ahead. So the whole thing with delivery food guy right, guys right now is, there's a reason why DoorDash, Uber Eats, all these services are providing zero uh, delivery fees right now. And it's because everyone is scared, period, to have the middleman with their food. They don't even want to have the guys in the restaurant handle their food. Uh, so, therefore, you're even seeing, if you drive by a McDonald's or a Chick-fil-A right now, you're still they're still feeling the same thing. People aren't just wrapped around Chick-fil-A right now. They're just not. Um, they're not wrapped around anywhere right now. People are hoarding food at the house. They are uh, doing their own thing with their own food, or, or people that don't cook are trying their best to, to do so. And they they people really have no desire, for the most part, to even try to get out there to have food. So our main food coming in is coming from people that trust us, people that know us in the restaurant, that are calling down to put in a special order with us, that, that know that we can provide um, a service for them that they can trust. And it's not so much right now yet. Yes, it's great to have the, the chance to get a Uber Eats or a DoorDash to come through. We have a couple of DoorDash orders a day, uh, maybe, but it's that our business is not coming from that. It's coming from dedicated customers that are coming down, possibly spending four or five hundred bucks on one single to-go order, and tipping a hundred bucks on top of that to make our our world 
keep going around. I love that. And, and 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 so that's that's what it's coming down to for myself and a lot of these independent guys out there that are really trying to make this work and aren't um, running these huge scales that that need to be able to make this work for as little as possible. Preston, listen, Zach's saying it all right now. Now I said call the restaurant. Now I'm saying hashtag tip 100. <laughs> I like that. We went yes, we went to Crush it. today and we tipped 120% because I believe it. those guys, they need it. And that's not to say that I'm making it right now. Golly, I'm not. I'm losing my butt. Yeah. But my wife and I are going to tip 100 for until this thing is over because these service industry people need this. And I talked to you about it last week. These service industry people are the same people that go out and spend their tips in bars. That is how this economy gets restarted. No one is talking about that with 30 million service industry people employed in America. No one is talking about the amount of money that gets spent after the shift at local bars. We're leaving. Bars will have the hardest rebound Zach, from man, this. Period. I mean, you want to talk about walking the walk, Zach. You you are service industry to me. You understand it inside and out, and you know the daisy chain effect. And um, you're so right. Encourage people. Push people to order direct. You know what? Cash is king. And I'll guarantee you, you come down there with a couple of uh, $20 bills, and you're ready to tip and get some food, you're going to get taken care of and be on this. People are doing business with people right now. Brands aren't doing business with brands. Can I tell you who the real king is? Little Rich. The Tiger King, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Tiger King. Little Rich, 30 seconds, please. <laughs> I do want to throw one thing in, if I could, that we yes. have not touched on, and, and it must be. This is really, really serious. Uh, it's never been more vital. Personal grooming, nose hair trimming. Everyone is talking on uh, FaceTime and Zoom. <laughs> I love you, Rich. I love you. I love you, man. And you showed us really your uh, physical prowess when you showed us how much toilet paper you really have and how big it is. <laughs> I love you, Richie. All right, Jared Leonard, top that one, my friend. Sure, Jared Leonard here, Stone Soup Collective. I, I think my 30-second lightning round is just to tell everybody to keep your head up. We've been through a lot, all of us in this business, and if there's any industry that can handle this kind of stress, it's the, it's the hospitality industry. Every single day we do things that normal people cannot do or would not do. So this is just... I mean, and this is coming from a guy who's had his electricity turned off in the middle of service because we couldn't pay our bill. We've been through financial tough times. We've been through staffing tough times. We've been through all kinds of crazy ups and downs and highs and lows. And uh, Rich touched on it a little bit before. This is just another one of those, and it's a really big one, but it's not something that we can't get through. And on the other side of it, we're going to be stronger. We're going to know things we didn't know before. We're going to have adapted to it. And, uh, you know, and we're going to keep going because none of us are quitters. We're all fighters. We're all smart. We're all strong. And on the other side of this is a good time. You know what? I love that. I've been saying uh, for the past uh, 13 days since it's been shut down is that some of the uh, most devastating uh, fires leave behind some of the most fertile soil. And I'm hoping that for all of us, as Travis Smith joins uh, chimes in one last time, I actually have an MBA and negotiating master classes under my belt as well. But I'll take the advice. Use that, baby. You want to offer. And you know what? That's what we're here for. I want to have Travis on the show this week. 
I think Travis would be a great person to talk to because there's one thing, Travis, that you'll find about this community is we're not going anywhere. We're all going to help each other out come hell or high water. And he's in the same shoes as Scott Brewing, right? Seconds. No, he's in the same <laughs> shoes as Scott Brewing. We had those guys on Thursday, right? Yes, we did. They opened for one, one hour. One hour. He was open for one month, uh, but these guys opened for one that's hour. terrible. And he doesn't have the push that Scott has, I no. would assume. Okay, uh, great spirited conversation. I thank everybody here. And, again, this is the conversations that we'll have throughout the week here on the Modern Eater Show from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. streaming live on Facebook and YouTube. I'm going to combine the last break here because we want to get in Rebecca Berry. Unfortunately, I, it's, it's like a Saturday night live show where the who was the drummer of Fleetwood Mac where he always got pushed off at the end of that show. Pearson, Pearson <laughs> Shields, you're getting pushed off tonight, man. I'm, Are you in Baltimore, Pearson? We'll have, we miss we'll you have him back. We'll have him on Monday. Pearson Shields has some great things going on. And um, I, I, I apologize for that. Rebecca Berry, she'll be on with us with the doctor, Dr. Baby Yoda next, right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers, Denver's award-winning Belgian-style brewery. I am very pleased to tell you that our new tap room at Colfax and York in Congress Park is now open, and it is a unique experience. It's close to great restaurants, has a big sunny patio for warmer days, will feature live music, and it has a very cool contemporary Belgian-style bar and tap room. To celebrate our second location, we have 18 beers on tap, including several limited-edition sour and barrel-aged beers. For some holiday good cheer, Try our figgy pudding and our unique champagne beer, Brut Le Grand. Check it all out on our website, brewsbeers.com. That's brews, spelled B-R-U-Z, at 67th and Pecos, and now open in Congress Park at Colfax in York. Join us this week at either location for some serious Belgian-style badass. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from The Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At The Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose the Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in Breck, raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com Whose cuisine reigns supreme? You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. The ultimate gourmet challenge. And it's time for In the Kitchen. In the Kitchen, yes we are. Physical distancing from each other, being responsible at Studio Kitchen Colorado as we continue on day 13. Day 13, wow, of 57, 44 days to go is, and, and two days of the, uh, what do they call it, the shelter in place. So politically correct. Wherever you are, just stop and stay there for the night. Um, it's an interesting world that we're living in right now. I think Rebecca Berry's on the line. She's here with us Monday through Friday. Rebecca, are you there? I am. Hey, Greg. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, Rebecca. Good to hear your voice. I know. It's so weird. We're definitely doing physical distancing, but we're still being social. See how this is working? That's 
right. I know. We're learning. We're he learning. really misses you for what it's worth. I do. And such a great job you're doing Monday through Friday right here with me and Jay from uh, 2 to 5 p.m. Trying to just bring some current um, topical content. Did you get a chance to hear any of the show? Did you like it tonight? I have been watching it, and there's so much I could comment on, but I know we're shorter on time, so luckily <laughs> I have five days with you to discuss some things. Um, Zach, thank you for all the love and my spices that I cooked with this morning. Um, but no, Thank it, you it, for the grams. Thank you for oh, the grams. They're going to keep coming, don't you worry. But, I, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I told Greg and Jay, you know, I need, I need two days for myself, too, to kind of recharge so that... I'm healthy and full throttle, you know, for the next five days that come throughout the week, but still working on things that we're doing that are really important, like collecting um, a tire to bring over to Levers. I'm working on some other big names that I'd love to have on the show. We, we might have some interesting guests in the next coming weeks. Um, but something I wanted to touch on, so I know we've talked a lot, and a lot of organizations are doing a huge amount of donations of produce and non-perishables, or I'm sorry, perishables and non-perishables. Um, and the beautiful Miss uh, Chef Emma reached out to me from the Omni today, and they, they're closing for a bit on their hotel. So I just wanted to voice that if there's anybody who's in need of food that's cooking up stuff to donate, um, please reach out to her. She has reached out to We Don't Waste and Food Bank of the Rockies. Don't you think that would be a Kevin Gallagher? Yeah, thing? she should hit Kevin I up. I think it sure would. Yeah. Be. Um, Just send it there. Just send it there. He'll take all so the we'll, food. We'll get it there. But um, so I, we have people reaching out who really want to help the community and ensure that people are fed and it's not gone to waste. And I feel like my head's just so full of information that I've got to come on the show and share because then I'm re-triggered on what resources we have. Oh, you're chom- I can tell you're chomping in a bit. I think you'll be just in fine form come Monday. And in order to get to Monday, we always need today. And, and today we need Dr. Doctor Baby Yoda and Dr. Sarah Metz. I, I think she's on the line with us, Rebecca. Can we hear her voice? I'm here. The spirit guide. <laughs> Thanks the Lord. I know. people are. Everybody's starting to get used to your name. You're the spirit guide and superhuman and Dr. Baby Yoda. I've got more for you next week, Doctor. I will, I will have to get that on GoDaddy.com and like link that to the website. I think that should be on your LinkedIn. It should be. I'm going to change all my business cards and T-shirts, everything. Well, Perfect. we would we'll appreciate it. make sure we get some T-shirts. Just oh, make absolutely. sure you pay Greg for it all. <laughs> no, don't do it. I tried to get her a good domain last week out of just a gift because she came up with it. Physical distancing. Let's start out with that. So we have a whole new audience. We're on 630 KHOW, Denver Stock Station. You'll probably be talking to some other folks, Dr. Sarah Metz. Take 30 seconds and please, doctor, talk about yourself and what you do. So thank you guys. I've absolutely loved getting to know you guys. My my day job uh, at Code Four Counseling. I'm the owner of Code Four Counseling, and I take care of our responders day in day out. So law enforcement and fire and EMS and nurses, hospital workers. Those are my people on the day to day, and trying to get them through all of this has been been quite the journey. So um, that's what Code Four is all about, and and now it's taking care of our restaurant people too. That's fantastic, and I understand uh, the talented Sonia Riggs was on with us from the Colorado Restaurant Association. I think it's Wednesday you're going to do a webinar for service industry folks talking about uh, mental health. Is that correct? We 
are. So they uh, were doing a webinar on Wednesday at 2 o'clock for the Colorado Restaurant uh, Foundation. And we're going to talk for about 90 minutes about uh, just mental health and get people Wait, hold on. this. And, yeah. 90, I'm just doing the timing because we usually have you on at 445, 430, 445, <laughs> 90 minutes. I feel a little bit like you're cheating on us. I shouldn't you're feel, like, Jay, should we feel that way? What she say? She's she was doing a webinar on, on, on Wednesday. I actually, Greg, uh, it pays I'm to pay. I'm cheating on you. I, I specifically told them I could do 2 o'clock because I knew I would be done in time to do your show. <laughs> oh, now wow. that's where we feel good, right, Jay? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's like when your ex-girlfriend from, you know, the 2001 gets married, you, you know, you're a little bit, you're like, oh, that kind of sucks. You know, she found somebody. I thought, yeah. thought she was going to stay with me, come back around. So in that in that regard, it's a little disappointing. But uh, we love Dr. Sarah. So if, if it's name, if it's Jay, let's all get on Jay, quit going through your prom pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, that was just a yeah, that was just a uh, an analogy. Sure. It's like for example, you, you know. Yeah. Doctor, no it's Greg again. Mind, I'm sure. <laughs> Hello. Um, a lot of here's what I'm seeing right now. A lot of emotional swinging. Every day is something different. Those mood swings. Is, is that okay, or should we prevent ourselves from that and try and keep an even keel? And if so, how do you how do you stay even through times like this? I think you need to try to stay even, but I think it's important for people to recognize too. All of those emotions are really fair, um, and I think one of the things that drives the restaurant industry is all that passion. And passion is intense emotion. And so I think right now um, there's a lot of passion and it's unfortunately uncomfortable because it's more grief and loss and fear. But allow those emotions to exist as part of this journey. Um, As long as you can look forward and realize that the passion uh, and the creativity and the excitement and the recharge, that's on the horizon. I think let that passion be be something that you lean into and, and allow for right now. Mm, I like it. Here's one for you. A lot of folks are, we, we just heard from, again, Sonia Riggs, Colorado Restaurant Association. One of the stats she laid on it says 14% of businesses will not reopen. Small businesses will just uh, keep the door shut. So when it comes to deciding or determining or decision making, how can you be a more decision, uh, uh, definitive decision maker right now during uncertain times of where the only thing that's certain is uncertainty? I think Rebecca actually said it exactly right, and I could hear in her voice that she is recharging today. And the fact that she was willing to say, look, as much as I want to help, I also need a couple of days to recharge. Because think, you, you, Greg said it exactly right. You can hear the hunger in her voice again, even just after one day of recharging. And so I think the biggest thing people need to do is not get so lost in the what if that they forget to recharge so they can think clearly about what's going to be best for them and best for their brand. And is that going to be, you know, changing concepts, changing menus? You guys have thrown out so many creative alternatives of how to get through this time. But part of the ability to stay creative is to also recharge. So, again, the, the passion, the, the, the emotion kind of get in the way of that so make time for the emotion but then also make time to recharge so you can stay clear-headed miss rebecca what do you think yeah i can agree i mean you know i'm loving what we're doing and i feel like we're taking on every everything that's thrown at us but we do need to take that moment to step back and say okay for me to be the best me that i can be to help my community 
I need to make sure I'm healthy and ready to go and have that mm-hmm. fire kind of restarted again. So sleep is important. I had some amazing bone broth for breakfast and just... For breakfast? Really, I've, I've done nothing. Yes. You're a lunatic. Don't you oh, look at Instagram? Harley Smith would be loving this right now. <laughs> you are a lunatic. Doctor, uh, here's one for you. And this is just from me. And then we'll go around the. I won't hog you, doc. I like to hog you, but I won't do. We'll go around the table. People can ask questions. We have a chef here with us, Chef Preston Phillips, and the Spice Guy, Zach Johnson, Jay Parker, myself, Greg Hollenbeck. Um, this is just from me. I'm I'm living for tomorrow. I'm living towards for the end of this thing. Uh, May 11th is, is where I'm gauging to. I'm kind Kind of putting my emotions and my feelings in my life because just right now I just feel so surreal or bizarre. Is that a bad thing to do to look ahead and not live for the day? No, it's exactly again a lot of what we're talking about to help you guys get through this is basic performance psychology. So think about top athletes, top chefs, top anybody in any industry. They plan for today, and they also plan for next week and next game and next season and all of it. And so absolutely, you've got to balance planning for today, but also thinking ahead. I think so many people are getting really caught up in worst-case scenario, um, and you've got to plan for that. But you also need to plan for what's best-case scenario, best-case scenario, worst-case scenario, and then what's the most likely scenario. The, the most likely scenario is this is going to come to an end, hopefully by what, Greg, you said May 11th. Let's go yeah. with May 11th. And so people need to plan for, okay, what's worst-case scenario on May 11th, best-case scenario on May 11th, and most likely scenario is that, you know, the restaurant industry is back up and running, and where do you want to fit into that role? So, yeah, you've got to look ahead. Jay? What? Hi, Jay. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Man, it's I, well, you know, how man. Hey, it's free advice, man. Come on. Why, why, do, why do I feel like every time Dr. Sarah's on and somebody says my name, it's time for me to, like, you know, put my head down and, and take not a scolding, but just a, hey, are you listening to it? Like, I'm not. I mean, Maybe I'm. Maybe tell us a win. I mean, I'm definitely. Hey, doctor, can I tell you this about it's a secret? Jay's not listening well, right now. I'm still Trust thinking me. about this girl that he's talking about that got remarried. <laughs> that, that uh, listen, that, song, that, so. all of them. I feel that way. All, all of them. You know, I, 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 I joke. I, and I, mean, I still talk to a lot of ex-girlfriends, but in ones that have, you know, multiple kids and I'll say something, uh, oh you know, my. I say like, uh, how, how, you know, how do you have kids if you never had sex after me? I don't get that. You know, I use that <laughs> well, line on them. Jay, don't say good. all, say both. <laughs> That's right. Doctor, here's, here's something for you. Doctor, this, and Jay's not listening. He seems to have been happier now that he's been. <laughs> Jay's Jay's been happier lately, and I don't think he would admit it, but I think doing things or serving a purpose or within this community is really serving uh, as a benefit to Jay. I'm just back it's on caffeine. Huge. That's that, that's critical, and I and I know you guys are half joking, <laughs> but the nerd in me has to say that that is, you're right. Meaning and purpose is everything, and so when people feel a strong passion for a meaning and purpose, they they do tend to thrive. Zach Johnson, the Spice Guy. I just want to encourage everybody to tune in during the week because she's giving free advice for at least 15 minutes Monday through Friday. Are you liking the advice? I love it. I mean, to be honest, at the end of the day, most of it makes me want to jump off of my stainless steel table with a rope on me. (laughs) But I'm not doing it. 
<laughs> I'm not doing it. And yeah, it's I'm, dark, Zach. You know, are, I know. You're the prince of darkness, True. but you gotta, I know. You hey, when your sales are bit. down 96%. Like, well, what do you, I, I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah, I, there's yeah. a few things you can do, and that's an option. And so, no, I, I am I am 100% appreciating everything that you're doing for the show Monday through Friday. And I want to encourage people to listen from that 2 to 5, and especially from 4.30 to on, because we are getting free counseling. Good and it's, it's very broad to the to the user of restaurant industry and I you know I encourage everybody to have a listen because it's keeping me from the top of the table and I'm just keeping my feet on the ground and that's really at the end of the day those are doctor and this is on a serious note those it's the smallest little tipping points that keep people from doing things like that and and just quick 10 second story back in the day I had a uh, show on KHOW the Greg Hollenbach show and one of the fans that listened to the show was a great musician he sent me some music I shouted out his name subsequently later he contacted me and said that very same night I was contemplating suicide until you played my song and that was the tipping point changed my life hearing that isn't that amazing it, it really is those those little points of connection and again that's where we keep circling back to you can stay socially connected right now you absolutely can and the more people stay socially connected through all this the more lives we save and the more create Activity gets created and, and passion stays in place. And so keep reaching out. It's, it's huge. It is huge. Preston, I'd go to you, man. If you, you don't know Preston, hopefully you'll go to his restaurant, Grind Kitchen and Watering Hole in Cherry Creek. This guy seems like he never has a worry in the world, a smile on his face. I love being around people like that, but the, to, the takeaway is laughter. Laughter yeah. right now, doctor, is more important than anything in the world. It absolutely is, and I think it's important for people to recognize the fact that we're laughing in no way minimizes what everyone's going through. There is so much fear and, and loss right now, and we're all very sensitive to that, and, and I think that, you know, that needs its time and its place, too, but it really, it's so important to also find that ability to laugh and smile and to connect with people through all this, because that's what does recharge your batteries and, and helps you manage the rest of it. That's the music, Dr. Sarah Metz. We love you. We'll see you on Monday. Love you, and too. See you Monday. That's right. Can thank I you. Think, can I thank everybody real quick who brought us food, who stopped in, who, Jack, Juan Padre, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, guys. We'll see you Monday right here at the Moderator Show. Hashtag May 11. We'll get through this together.